Well, joining me right now is a man who's had his handful for quite some time. He's uh, chairman of the Benghazi Select Committee, and he's also making an impact in the House the minute he got there. And on some level, I'm sure you can't wait to go home. Trey Gowdy, welcome back to Kill Me and Friends. Hey, how are you? Thank you for having me. Uh, Chairman Gowdy, I laugh when I hear people say, well, Trey Gowdy wants to drag out the Benghazi investigation to time it with the election. I know you have no interest in dragging this out. You can't wait for it to be over. What's the holdup? <laughs> the holdup is I have never I've never been able to master the art of turning it in an incomplete paper. Uh, and if we were to stop now, uh, having uh, not interviewed, uh, I'd say 25 or 30 people that need to be interviewed and not having anywhere near the document production that we're entitled to, then the result, the report, would be inadequate and incomplete. So what is keeping me from getting the documents? Well, there are two people, uh, and, and they're both very well known. Um, one is President Obama. Uh, he could pick up the phone today and say, God knows, give him what he wants so he will please go away. He could do that. John Kerry could decide, you know what, none of this happened when I was Secretary of State, and I'm tired of the agency uh, being cast in the light that it's cast in as being recalcitrant. Uh, give him the emails. They're public record. Give them to him. But those two phone calls haven't been made yet, so we continue to wait, and there's a drip. You know, we got, we got what, 4,000 pages yesterday, um, but, but I cannot interview Cheryl Mills until I have her emails, and I can't interview Susan Rice until I have her, her, her emails. I'm happy to do it as soon as the State Department gives me what I need. All right. And by the way, Chairman, uh, uh, we did have a State Department spokesman, former Admiral John Kirby, say this. Uh, and he was, trying, he was asked to explain, how could emails, after you leave office, uh, be classified as uh, get reclassified as classified, and they get redacted after they leave office and were once declassified. Here's John Kirby, cut 31. There are a small number uh, that are are being withheld for um, uh, executive privilege purposes. That is not uncommon. It's not uh, it's not atypical. Um, and I would hasten to add that you know the, the, you need to keep it in perspective compared to the. Um, wide swath, just an amazing amount of material that's already been provided to the select committee. Is that is that an accurate depiction of what you've gotten, a wide swath? Well, there's no way to know. Uh, what they love to do is tell you the total number of pages they've given you. Uh, at one time, it was 40,000 pages. Okay, that's great. 40,000 out of how many? If it's 40,000 out of 41,000, that's great. We're making great progress. If it's 40,000 out of 400,000, that's nothing to brag about. So that's the Washington game that they play. Well, we've given you 10,000 pages. Out of how many? Well, I mean, what's the total universe? And then that way I can tell you how good of a job you're doing. And lots of their pages, Brian, are – uh, press clippings or things that have no, uh, in other words they're of no evidentiary value whatsoever what i want are the emails the conversations the uh, we saw what we learned from the blumenthal emails we saw from the drop you know tuesday night what at, did at you 9 learn PM. what did you learn tuesday uh trey uh well i i learned that her relationship with sydney blumenthal w was a whole lot broader than livia uh i learned that i'm not the only one in the world to struggle with using fax machines um, with respect to Libya and Benghazi, we didn't learn a whole lot from the Tuesday night dump because those documents predate. From our dump, 
uh, not dump, but from what we got, 4,000 pages, um, some of Cheryl Mills' emails, some of Susan Rice's emails. But, Brian, as soon as you use the word some, if you want me to write the definitive accounting of what happened in Benghazi, I can't do it with some of the documents. But what are you going to do with the documents you'll never get unless the Chinese hacked it or or, <laughs> uh, or Edward Snowden has it? And that's the ones on a private server that have been – that are persona non grata have been destroyed or, blo- or blacked out. Uh, you, well, you put your finger on it, and, and, and it's a sliding scale. Uh, there is no way in the world you're ever going to have everything because you don't know if you have everything. But But, but you also know that you can't settle for – emails uh, 30 days on either side of the attacks in Benghazi. If I told you, Brian, your job is to find out what precipitated or led to the attacks in Benghazi, and you knew that your government had already said it was anti-Western sentiment, well, that sentiment doesn't build in a 48-hour time period. You want to go back and figure out, well, what could we have done in Libya that would have contributed to the anti-Western sentiment? I mean, that is directly on point and completely relevant to what you ought to be doing. So you need the emails that go back to what what we asked for, January of 2011. Give us January of 2011 through December of 2012. Well, the first thing they do is come in there. We can't give you that much. That takes too long. This is a 70,000-person agency, but that's going to take too long. So they get you to narrow the scope. And then when you narrow the scope, you see, well, gosh, this is – this is a whole bunch of emails. Even in a short time period, we're really going to need that whole time period. We're really going to need the full two years we asked for. And then they come in and say, well, we've already given you 4000 What, What, What more could you possibly want? It is the game that they play in every single investigation. Uh, listening to Chairman Trey Gowdy trying to get – I can hear his frustration with James at the bottom of the Benghazi investigation. Now, you do not want to put uh, her testimony on the schedule until you have more information. The last thing you need is to want to ask her a question, but you've already played that card of bringing her in because uh, she's trying to become president, and I guess she can't keep coming in. So having said that, at the current rate, when do you think you'll have her in, and are you still uh, set on uh, – decided yet on bringing the Secretary of State John Kerry in? Well, whether or not John Kerry comes is completely within his hands. Um, I, frankly, he's, he, he wouldn't add anything to our uh, analysis of Benghazi and Libya. He just happens to be the ultimate record keeper at the State Department. So if I've tried the secretary, if I've tried his chief of staff, and if I've tried the head of, uh, you know, congressional liaison, and I'm not getting any satisfaction, at some point you have to go to the boss and say, look, you are the only thing keeping me from bringing Secretary Clinton. She says she wants to come, and I want to come. But Brian, she's been very insistent that she's only coming one time. Okay, that's fine. You want to insist that you're coming once? I'm going to have to insist that that once be really productive and really constructive. Imagine if I had called her when Elijah Cummings wanted me to. He wanted me to call her last fall. Okay, we didn't know about her email arrangement. We didn't know about Sidney Blumenthal. We didn't know about her server. We didn't know that she only used private email and did not have a a state.gov account. We didn't know any of that last fall. So if I'd done what the Democrats asked me to do, then I would have used my one time to talk to her and been at about 50%. So I'm not going to make that mistake. If you tell me you're coming once, right. that once is going to have to be thorough and productive, which means which means I need the emails from you, 
and I need the emails from your top aides. Uh, and I'm, I don't consider Sidney Blumenthal to be a top aide. He couldn't even get hired. The White House wouldn't even let him get hired. But Uma Abedin, Cheryl Mills, uh, Jake Sullivan, Susan Rice, it is not too much for us to say give us their email, public record emails, so we can then have a conversation with Secretary Clinton, and she can be done with us, and she can move on and do whatever it is she feels led to do in the future, and I can write my report. I want you to hear John Kirby talk about redacting something that was once uh, declassified, Cut 32. We released 3,300 pages of documents last night. Uh, we're talking about 25 documents of that, that thousands of emails that were released last night. So, again, you got to keep it in perspective. Th that they are classified now doesn't mean that they should have been classified then or even if they should have been, that it would have been that it would have been wrong to send them without knowing that ahead of time. So he's, he's just 25 documents. <laughs> well, uh, that's the other trick that they like. It, and, and to use an analogy, remember the secretary said that she had turned over all of her emails to the State Department. And then we found 15 or parts of 15 that she had not. So whenever you use the word all, uh, that's a pretty all-encompassing word. It's a pretty broad word, so we knew that was false. She also said that at no point was there classified material on her server. Okay, well, so he's already identified 25 things that they later deemed to be worthy of being classified that were on her server. So that's the game they play. They use these big, broad terms like all and nothing, and then when that's false or proven to be false, then right. they come in and say, ah, yeah, but it was a really small number. Well, it's hard to lose when that's how you judge yourself. When when the word all, you right. can say that, and when that's proven to not to be true, then you can say, well, maybe not all. But, it, it, I mean, how many right. would be enough to get your attention? Chairman, how many classified right. documents? I'm with you, enough? and I hear the frustration. We all know what's going on. We're all adults here, and this is what you do for a living, and you fundamentally have this instinct. You develop it and probably born with it when you know when people aren't being candid. Uh, probably better than most. You're a human lie detector uh, uh, person. But, Trey, i got to bring you to this. Number one, real quick, do you think uh, that your, uh, the ranking member knew about, uh, knew that she had a private servant? If you asked her quick, this would not come out. I have no evidence to support that Mr. Cummings knew that. Okay. And, and because I don't have evidence, I, I, I would not, you know— <laughs> Democrats don't mind speculating on Republicans, uh, but I think it's manifestly unfair to do it, so I don't do it to other people. Did you find out that there was communication between the Secretary of State and President and coordination the night of the attack? Uh, I found that out when the rest of you found it out, and, and I don't know the content because they are invoking executive privilege, and it would take years and years to litigate that. Our grandkids would be talking about the contents of that conversation. You and I won't get it. Do you have somebody – is there another Sidney Blumenthal person who received her emails that are now destroyed in her server that you ha are, have in mind to speak to over the next few weeks? Well, we won't know that until we do what we did with Blumenthal, which is send a subpoena directly to that person. And when you do as much private-to-private -private communication yeah. as the secretary did, um, it makes it tough. I mean, frankly, if Sidney Blumenthal's lawyer, uh, James Cole, and I, I – you know, I, I give James Cole credit. I give him credit for doing what he's supposed to do, which is honor a request from a congressional committee to turn over emails. But, Brian, if he had not, if he had not done that, then you and I would not currently know 
that her record was incomplete. So we're going to do the same thing with all the other folks she communicated yeah. with. We'll see if their attorneys have the same sense of, of, of rule following as Jim Cole. Chairman Gowdy, can't thank you enough for the uh, for the time you gave. There's so much there. We could go for another hour. But now your mission is to have a great Fourth of July with your family. You too. God bless you. Happy Fourth to you and all your listeners.